0: Welcome to the Dads Know Best Podcast, advice for men, powered by Exodus 90. The advice you're about to hear is for
1: entertainment purposes only. Enjoy the show.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to the Dads Know Best Podcast, presented by Exodus 90. Exodus 90, I'm, I'm in the middle of, as you can tell, I'm like, yeah, we, I'm the, this is the handsomest, most intelligent panel of podcast hosts ever assembled. I'm also, I think I'm even more handsome and lean since I started doing Exodus 90, the 90-day challenge. Um, and training for the half marathon, which I have to talk about, but we say obligatory. Uh, obligatory, <laughs> uh basically it's like, if you, if you're a vegan, you got to tell everybody, but, uh, we always say handsome is most intelligent. I want to add, uh, mo- most, most entertaining. I'll throw that out there. I think we're the most entertaining. I think we're the most hilarious.
1: Hilarious. Yeah. as sure. Well,
2: and, I, and I'll insightful? also add the, insightful, the most wow. insightful panel of, of podcast hosts. And also really important. I want to add the most humble. Ooh. The most humble, and I think humility is important. And people ask us all the time, "How do you do it all?" I don't know how we do it all. You just blessed that way sometimes. God, and, and I'm joined. I'm joined <laughs> by Joel and Pete. We we missed we missed last week because everybody's really busy. But we never said we were going to do this every week for the rest of your for the rest of your lives or our lives. So you get what you get. You don't pitch a fit. That's what we tell my that's what we tell my four-year-old. Yeah. But me. uh Joe, <laughs> and Pete, how are you guys doing today? It's good to see you guys again. I missed you both.
1: Missed you guys. I was sending I was sending like little like I miss you text to you guys in the, I know. In, the in the chat. Like, oh, I miss you guys. So uh, I, was, I was telling Harrison that like I was ready to go last week, but like I lost my voice and it sounded terrible. And I was telling my wife, I was like, hey, do you think I should record? She's like, No, you sound off, op- like you gotta like clear your throat. And I was like, All right. So, like, so I was I was ready and willing if my country needed me. In it's time of need, but for the greater we let, good, I we decided let it cool to off. Yeah it, was yeah, too, yeah,
2: it was getting too hot anyway. It yeah. was getting too hot. We needed to cool for a minute.
0: That was good, he, man. I missed you guys so much. I was, uh, I know I had winter break for the kids, so we went to Hawaii for a week. I what said. island? Maui, Maui, baby.
1: Oh, dang, how is it in Maui right now anyway? That's, it's kind of interesting. But. The first time I've been there, I, you, know, you could definitely
0: see the areas that were affected, but it doesn't mm-hmm. affect your trip at all. Uh, I luckily fell onto the best time to be in Hawaii because all I saw was whales.
1: Oh, no way. It's amazing. Kids got to love that too. Huh? Oh,
0: dude, it was wild. They, they're swimming in, um, at the beach. There's sea turtles next to them. There's whale watching everywhere. That was pretty wild. What, what, do you, what do you think happened with the, with the fires? Well, it definitely it, it hit Lahaina, it's called. It definitely hit the most popular town. Being there really helped. I kind of dived in a little bit deeper into the, into the research. Supposedly, the power lines fell, right? And the wind blew it. In Greece, we have uh, island fires from the heat all the time. But Greeks are notorious for burning down property, for real estate. So, oh yeah, we do that often, and we even admit it. Like, yeah, we burn it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I seem to recall a famous library that uh, at one point burned down. Uh, uh, <laughs> Alexandria, the that, That's my history reference for the day. What, what did we lose in that library? I know. Hmm. But do the do the locals in Mali what do, do they think? Like, are they, are they pissed? What's, what's going you're on? You're not
0: supposed to, you're not supposed to talk to them about it. You get worried. Really? Don't talk to them about it. So yeah. I, talk to I can see before. that.
1: Yeah. They just, just to... don't want to, they don't want to. Because they're pissed, right? It. Like, yo, hell yeah. I lost yeah.
0: yeah. There's signs everywhere saying our real estate is not for sale. Uh, yeah. You see stuff like that, but. I definitely got something weird here, vibes. Something weird here happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's closed like off. Twilight Zone there. episode or something. Yeah, there's closed
0: off roads, and you're not allowed to go there, which doesn't make sense. There's people guarding it. Is The road it. to
1: Hanna. Is that the road to Hana? Is that the one, the windy I, road? Is that still I open?
0: Did, that, that wasn't affected at all. I did that. Uh-huh. That was a long day with three kids in the back. Oh.
1: <laughs> we tried to do that when my daughter was like a newborn and we made it like maybe like a quarter of the way not even a quarter of the way it's like ah we should turn back And it was like okay like this, this this is enough
0: best part is my, my kids did it fine my wife on the way back was dizzy she wanted me to pull over so weak
1: come on yeah me. i think we, we stopped at one of like the, <laughs> the black sand beaches and that was kind of like all right well, we're gonna stop here so i don't know how, how far along you that was it. it was
0: black sand beaches right there
1: what was it this was yeah. a while ago so my memory like I got I got dad memory now where it's like I I used to be like a steel trap. It's so bad. And now it's like eh I used to know these things. Now I don't for, remember.
2: For me it's the it's my hearing is done. I'm toast. Really? I'm already Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> if if like more than one person's talking at a time
1: I can't hear it. Oh, dude, you'll have trouble in my house. It. You'll have trouble in my house. I know. everybody's always talking. It's like even in like my a, house, dude. Yeah, if
2: like one both kids are going, it's like you got to take turns. Mm-hmm. Daddy can't hear you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm already. Whenever look, I want to talk more about Maui, but the but the so this will just be a conspiracy theorist show. Ooh. The uh, the the brain <laughs> chips, the brain, the neural neuralink. If, if it can fix my hearing, and it's Elon Samuel, taking it. I I don't want. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm discerning about which billionaire I'll let put a chip in my head. Definitely not Zuckerberg. Definitely not Bezos. Not, yeah. Elon, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in, in the direction X is taking. We can talk more about that. But, but if, he could, if somebody comes to me with a real solution, even if it's just a hearing aid, whatever, sign me up. I don't understand why our dad's generations are so reticent to do, to do hearing aids because, bro, I'm already not even 40 years old. You got two conversations going at on once. I'm 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 helpless.
0: Uh, what is What is up with that, dude? My father-in-law guy can't I just, hear. It's old men, dude. They don't do it. Guy can't hear. We set him up appointments. He goes. They're They're telling him you could hear like twenty <laughs> he percent. He he's like, Nah, I
2: don't need it. He's like, he's like I,
1: I try. It's pride, it's pride, baby. It's like it's, it, it, so admit, it's It's admitting. It's admitting that you're getting old. So <laughs> Man, so I... not on the same token. But I remember I was in the barber shop getting my hair cut. And, Let's, see it. Let's see And, it. and it. then and then so hold on. Then son got the clippers and ran them over my ear. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm hair, ear here years old? No way. <laughs> no way. <The> son <laughs> that didn't even ask or anything. He's just like, you just need, like, this. need this. You, you need, need this. You need this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Hey, at least he's looking ear out hair. for you, dude. He was looking out for me, but damn. like That, that was like a, oof. Ain't no spring yeah. chicken no more, man. It I'm was, in my 40s
2: damn (laughs) you hear a clock my 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 dad my granddad my my wife's granddad like not they all need them but they Mm -hmm. never they never take them they'll never have them and it's like you could you could fix it tomorrow if you just put a thing in your ear but they don't do it
0: yeah the best is when they say i I can hear fine it's like but you can't hear me so you You don't know (laughs) You (laughs) you can't hear me you don't know that I'm calling you. Hey,
1: when, when, I, when I watch movies now, I go straight to the subtitles.
2: Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Straight for it.
1: Straight yeah. for them. No Part question. of it was like out of like, because like I wanted it to be quiet and if I'm watching something later at night, but sometimes like, I was watching Lord of the Rings. Like, I don't even know what they're saying most of the time right now. Nope. I got to turn the subtitles on.
2: I'm the same way.
1: Maybe you got ear hair and ear hearing aids in your future yeah. show. I don't know, man. I, all all that Wu-Tang I used to listen to turned all the way up.
2: Dude, I think that is it. Cause I I mean I what's that?
0: Oh man. Um It's um you guys literally are talking about music and this guy. Whatever. Why, why, why am I showing it into the camera? <laughs> I don't know why.
1: I don't know why. Petey
0: <laughs> "I did a thing about ask us a question." He said, "What about music? What music is acceptable nowadays?" So, song- oh, that's a good one. So much mm. music encourages the gang lifestyle, homicides, rape, Ooh. drug use, drug mm. dealing, laughing at pedophilia. What?
1: Damn! What I don't would, know about what? that. What?
0: <laughs> what? No, I got a lot to say about that.
2: I got. Wow. A lot. We'll do that let's, one. Let's do that. Let's do, do you, that.
0: Do you listen to what your children are listening to? This is an ongoing process. Time and effort.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. We'll we'll jump in. We'll we'll dive in on that. One. But but I want to hear more about about Maui though. Maui. Did they, so are they are they rebuilt? Is everything kind of
1: or or is it what, just? How long ago was it? This is only like three months ago, right? It's it, not was not that, it was pretty recent. It's not that long ago.
0: Yeah. When was it? But there there it's closed down the main town where the fire happened which was the most popular area in maui um but it's starting to reopen but you, you can't get access to those areas i maybe there was a lot of media going there maybe was a lot of conspiracy the- theories but you well, can't they were get closed
1: access- off i thought the media a lot of the media was closed off like they're like yeah, they weren't allowed see, around you
0: could see how it's closed off but i think that that just fuels the, the yeah, it does. Like what why 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 can't yeah. we look? That's yeah. that's what's so
2: tough about this. This is not really why I stop. I don't listen to any news. If it's important enough, I'll find out about it. But mm-hmm. you just can't. You just can't tell what's real. You and it's only going to get worse. But with this stuff in Maui, I, I mean, I I tried to read it. I tried to see what was going on, what was really going on. But there's so many different takes, so many different perspectives, and you you can't trust any of them. And you just—it's just to the point. This is every single piece of news now that comes out. I don't think I'll believe anything else that ever comes out unless I see it with my own eyes. And even then, I won't—I'm not going to believe it once the once the videos are all fake. It's just gotten to such a point. It's insane.
1: Well, it's just like if you have a buddy who lies about nonsense, right? And just over time, it's just like I don't believe this guy anymore. Yeah. No matter what he he, and then and then he he can't tell you the truth. But it's like, yo, buddy, I know you. You're a liar. Yeah,
2: you lied right about everything else.
1: <laughs> you're a liar. It's like the Bible says that the devil's native tongue is lies. So if he's talking, he's lying. So it's like, yo, like you lied to me too much about stuff that didn't matter. We have a track record here. Why yeah. why should I believe you now?
0: Yeah. The boy who cried wolf, right? Oh, he cried wolf. And it sucks because
1: I I feel like
2: I, I just don't know. I'm never gonna really know what's what's real and what's not when it comes to the world events. But I've I've given up on it because I can only I can't affect it anyway. I can Mm -hmm. affect what happens in in, your house. I can affect what happens in my house in my community. And maybe if you have a big enough audience, all right, you can make the argument that you can you can affect how people think about things. But that's not what that's not what I'm really interested in specifically. So it's just I don't even worry about it. Whatever it's it's gonna whatever's happening
0: is happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know
2: what's true and what's not.
0: The world is becoming very difficult to live in. I gotta tell you. I went to the building department in New York City yesterday. It, it, it was a collection of stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I've never... It, it, the biggest collection of idiots ever assembled, it has to be intentional. There's no way somebody's sitting back and saying this is the best. That had to be intentional. It's just designed for you to fail. It's designed to not get the support you need. It was just a bunch of people who own multi-million dollar buildings suffering. It's, it's insane. You because about, nobody and,
2: that works there isn't, is worth anything. It's worth a it
0: damn. They're terrible. Yeah. And they're mocking people. They're mocking. I saw an old Jewish woman who owned a townhouse on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Her townhouse was probably worth $25, 30000000 million. She told me her address. Just a guesstimate. They were mocking this woman. She was trying to remove a lien for the last year. Um, I think she was trying to sell her house. Nobody was helping her. They were mm-hmm. rolling her, their eyes at her, mocking her. You could tell they were having internal dialogue. Oh, the little rich white lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was
1: poor, poor, poor rich problem, or first world problems.
0: Yeah, but you know, it doesn't matter what this woman is worth. She's right. there for her. It's, it's insane.
2: Yeah, and she's paying for it. We're paying for them. That's mm-hmm. what makes me the most mad: is yeah, that woman. it's a, it's yeah, become a jobs was. program. It's a jobs program for for, um, people who aren't very intelligent, because otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to work, in mm-hmm. in, in another in another way in, in the way our society is currently set up. And so it just attracts these people that are so ineffective and so unintelligent, but the, but they have real power, and that's the mm-hmm. problem.
0: Yeah, they have real power. I mean, real look, power
1: and envy is not, not, a, good, not a good recipe. Yeah, for... look what's
0: happening to Trump in the New York case. $500 million fine. What are you talking about? I mean, what are you talking about? What businessman wants to do business? And then you have the governor of New York saying the quiet part all out. She's saying, oh, we, we, we only did it to him. Don't worry, everybody else. What are you talking about? You're not yeah. That's not legal. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I, I did
2: the. I, I deal with it. it. It's like anywhere there's a big. It happens in tech companies too, or or like places that grow really fast. I saw a good post about it from uh, Andrew Wilkinson. I think is his name. Y'all know him, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it, he called it like Parkinson's Law is what it, I think is what it's called. Somebody fact check me if I'm wrong, but uh, but basically, if you if you if you hire people, they're they're going to find work to do. Whether it's good work or bad oh. work, or whether it moves things forward or not, but the the volume of work will always expand with the workforce, and so you that's how you wind up with these insanely large bureaucracies. The universities have it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's why the tuition has gone up so high because they hired they're paying two thousand people two hundred thousand dollars a year to push paper around on a desk, and they're going to find things to do and become inefficient no matter how how many people you hire to solve inefficiency problems it just grows and grows and grows on itself you
1: have to justify the growth right and justify yeah, they, their jobs to,
2: yeah and they and they and, and especially if you're hiring unimpressive people unintelligent people and then that's where you start getting, well, there's there's uh, process A, B, and C that we have to do before we do uh, systems X, Y, and Z, because they've set up all these systems and guardrails to guard against the people that can't just figure it out on their own because they're not smart. And so, so they make it really, really inefficient because the, the dumber people that work for these organizations need those guardrails in place. But all those guardrails do is actually hamper people who are smart and who can innovate and make changes, and slow down the actual work getting done. Well, that's a lot
1: of licensing, right? It's like you need to have a license to cut a dog's hair. Like, oh yeah, bro.
2: I saw a good meme. Uh, I need to post it, but it was was like if you it was the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. But it but it was uh, if you build anything, they will come. And instead of the baseball players, it was a guy in an FBI outfit, a guy in an IRS <laughs> outfit, a guy in an FDA outfit, a mm-hmm. guy in a ATF outfit. And it's basically just they're going to they're going to regulate the crap out of you no matter what you try to do.
1: You know, what's interesting is I remember my uncle a few years back was like, you know, if I wanted to come to the States and I wanted to start a business, I have to like jump through all these hoops if i just want to sell some tacos whereas like in mexico i could just set up shop and sell some tacos it's, right and so like how how much are we discouraging people from starting businesses because it's like well i know how to make a taco but i don't know like how to jump through all these all these licensing hoops to be able to do that right like 200 yeah. years ago I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but it's like, you know, we're not, we're not starting businesses, small businesses at the same rate that we are now that we did before. And I think that's really telling of like the way that we're voting and the way that, you know, people, you know, process information. Cause before it was like, every, you know, every, everybody owned their own business. And so you, you would, you would understand like, yeah, like I want to keep my money because I I risked it for this where now everybody is an employee and, and it's, a, it's a, it's a totally different mindset. My yeah. optimism,
0: I, I have very low optimist optimism right now for the future of America because I went from LAX to JFK, I went to the New York City Department of Buildings, and I, I did a closing for some real estate all within 72 hours. Man, we are screwed. I'm petrified. This is, this is scary. I used to be the biggest optimist. I used, to, I used to laugh at the doomsayers. This is scary, man, what's happening out there. What, I, I, don't, I don't even know what's going on. Talk about freedom. It's like you're selling a property. I gave $25,000 to New York State for the title transfer. For what? Because I signed the paper? You know, these are all laws. I forgot what, what year. This was created just for a year, temporary, just to raise some money. And guess what? 30 years later, it's still there. Yeah. $25,000 so I could sign a fucking paper. So then the buyer signs the paper and they got $25,000 for what? Who the hell mm-hmm. are you? That's insane. Mm-hmm. It is. That is insane.
1: Here's you what it is. is it, when- you know it's interesting. I think I think there's just a difference in states now because if you like like being a 90s teenager too PD like to me like New York was cool. California was cool. Now none of those states to me are cool. Florida <laughs> is cool. Texas is cool. Tennessee is cool. So I think I think, uh, I, I think like th- those states being cool has kind of run its course, but I think there's like, you know, guys who are kind of paying attention to guys like us. So it's like, Oh, like there's going to, there's a different way to do this. So maybe we pay the price for it, but I'm a, I'm always the optimist. Cause I I can't, I can't, I can't co-sign on the fact that my kids are going to have a worse life than me. Like I, 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 nah. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Um, but that's what I think that's why it's important that like you, you have your message, right? Inspiring fathers, Harrison and I is like, no, like we're raising our kids intentionally. We, you know, we're watching, we're paying attention to what they're actually watching as far as like TV shows, movies, stuff like that their education is like we, 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 I like to, I don't like to call it a homeschool cause we don't, it's, it's really a flexible education because it's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hybrid of things that we do for our kids. But one of the things that, that, that the kids do here, here in Arizona, they have a scene called the kids business fair. So the kids set up their own shop or business and they have to sell it and explain it to the customers what's going on like they're they're getting these lessons early early on whereas like if you were in a traditional school or public school like you don't get those lessons unless you were like out, outside of it but they're learning these things now and, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't get those lessons. You were kind of business built, we'll say early on, P, but I, I was late. I, I was trained to be an employee and I, I, I understand this. I'm like, that's like something that I'm working through, but it's like, no, I don't, I don't want that for my kids. I want them to understand like, yo, you, you go and, 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 and create something of value so you can, you can use that for other people because your gift is actually in your service and you'll have a more fulfilled life. I think. Because of it, like what you what you did I was like yo, like that's got to be tremendously like yeah, you made money, but also tremendously fulfilling. Just be like wow, like you know these these, these kids had something to eat. Wow, amen.
2: Yeah, there's a big difference. That that's why I like online businesses too, because that's it's it's still better than than how regulated it is if you try to do some something brick and mortar mm-hmm. or even something in real estate or something like that. Like this 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 what me made me laugh. He said. I want to start a company where I install septic tanks in trailer parks. The equipment I need a shovel, a wrench and prefabricated septic tanks. What the government says I need yearly training courses to cover everything from septic systems to water heaters, four days a year forming and registering an LLC for taxes must have a physical address separate from the home company, plus a registered agent address business license County. And it goes on for like 20 lines mm-hmm. of things that that he needs all the permits for every installation. Uh, inspections for every installation before you finish or turns a one day job into a three day commitment. And then he says what, what my boomer dad needed to start a, a septic tank company, shovel wrench, prefab septic tank. Right. And right. he was off and running. And right. I think the, I think the online still kind of is that way mm-hmm. and it's much, it's much less reg- regulated. You still gotta do, you still gotta pay attention to taxes and, and you start to have, you start to protect yourself with a, by forming an actual company. But it, but there's a barrier to entry so much lower. And I think that that's the direction that so many things are going. I, I really think that there'll be an entire, there kind of already is, but an entire virtual economy mm-hmm. where, pe- where people just buy virtual things.
1: What, well, you know, it already... allows you to do proof of concept too, right? It's like, oh, like, you know, to buy a brick and mortar to sell some tacos. It's like, well, nobody here likes tacos. And now you're in the hole, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and all that time. Whereas online, it's like, hey... I know, Peter. You saw somebody had, had like uh, something about quitting weed or, or slut maker or something like that, and it was just like, "Yo, like right, right away, right here, like just like that." Like my boy is off to the races, right? Like if you were gonna do that in a brick and mortar, like you know, you you have to invest so much more time and money just to figure it out. But here, you know, you you can move with speed.
0: Who is that? Anyway, that's like the number five top influencer in Twitter right now. We, we woo. I don't know. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen her. It's funny. I mean, I who saw
1: because of you and I was like, what is this guy talking about? She, Where's she, he going
0: with this? Oh, <laughs> she, she, she comments on my stuff. She's hilarious. And um, she took one of my don't smoke weed posts and said, oh, you smoke weed. You slut maker. It's <laughs> slut
1: maker, slut
0: maker. <laughs> and I just, I was like, I just, I, I registered the domain slut maker. <laughs> I'm surprised that was
1: available, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: And I said, I told that account, "We woo, and let's start selling t-shirts." The slot maker
1: <laughs> actually sounds like a pimp service, right? That's yeah, <laughs> sex but trafficking. I,
0: but I've been the biggest proponent of like cities and well, living 30 to 45 minutes outside of a city. I always thought that was the sweet spot. Red County, you're 45 minutes away from a city. Get the both, best of both worlds. That way your kids don't revolt at 18 and say, I want to get out of here. I want to, you know, from a farm life. But, but the last couple of days I've been telling my wife.
1: Can you even move your mic up, Petey?
0: But the last couple of days I've been telling my wife, I got to get the hell out of here. This place is freaking me out. I just
1: don't like the state no more. New York yeah. sucks. Which is crazy because you're like a born and raised New Yorker, right? Like you just, you just, you sound New York. Yeah, man, it's, it's tiring me out. We have a lot of real estate here, so
0: old, you know, when, when it was worth in investing in New York. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a nightmare. You guys have no idea what a nightmare it is to do real estate. The, the city is your partner, and I'm talking about 50-50. <laughs> it's, it, it's such a disaster. I don't know why anybody would open up a business in New York City.
1: Escape no. from New
0: York.
2: Yeah, like snake. Like Kurt Russell himself,
1: but Terrible. which is which is crazy. Like I said, like I remember thinking of New York as being like really cool, like in the in the nineties. Like yo, like I want to go to New York. Like I'm I'm actually like a big big like, East Coast rap. Like that was that was my thing. Like being an LA kid, I was like I liked I like Biggie. I liked Wu Tang. I like Busta Rhyme. So to me, like, you know, watching the videos, I was like, dang, it seems pretty cool out there. Like, I'd I, be cool to kind of check it out. And I always had this impression, too, of like New Yorkers, like, you know, obviously, because media plays a big role, but it's like, oh, you know, these are, these are, these are like, uh, we'll just say masculine, tough dudes that are out there. Now, if you tell me like a guy's from New York, you're like, guy's probably a weenie. You they know, they- the same thing with California, right? Like, before it was like, yo, like, we were just like, we were just like regular, you know, regular, regular dudes, you know now it's like oh he's from california he's probably a soy boy you know what i mean it's, it's really? that's why i think that's why i think like texas and florida and tennessee and these you know these we'll call them sec states are like or bible belt states are like oh like these are like the like the, the actual like dudes are now
2: that's what i've been trying to say for for years people finally figuring it out
0: yeah they don't exist new york city used to create guys like me i'm a i'm a, the epitome of a mm-hmm. new york city born and raised guy but you won't mm-hmm. find me Mm-hmm. Any anybody maybe younger than thirty five? Some of them will act like it, but they're bullshit. And then the, the, the younger generation doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There's no guys like me walking around New York City no more. Mm-hmm. Like a dying breed, mm-hmm. they don't exist. It's all bullshit. Bunch of hipsters <laughs> drinking their lattes, soy lattes, extra, extra silky and foamy Shut The fucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was not for the kids. This one, Harrison. This I, was not for the, they all, not for the they, children.
2: They all get the explicit uh, mark when I post them, anyway. Uh, because but that's we what, always, but, let... that,
1: but that's what I always thought of, like New York, like oh, like you know, like you know, like these, these, these are the kind of dudes that are out there, like cool man, like 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 I remember, like you know, you you would have these older guys when we when we play football, like they would they were tough on us, man. Now, like they would call that stuff child abuse, and you know. I <laughs> They probably crossed the line a few times, but it was like one of those scenes where, like, oh, I'm not going to mess up. So I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get on his bad side, you know? And yeah, like, it's like, what, what happened to, to like New York? Like, I always think of like, um, like the passport bros going, like, to these foreign countries (laughs) to try and find women. Like, I remember the Beach Boys had the song, you know, I wish they could all be California girls. Like, it was like, yo, like, if I'm going to go find a girl, like, in California they're amazing and in 90s rap like yo where are we going to find them the, the girls at? yo we're going to california and and now for them to be like yo we're 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 leaving it's like we gotta go to south america
2: we There's gotta no go chance. to me
1: yeah we gotta go to south america and go and go find a latina down there it's like yo we, we had plenty of them in california like tons of them tons of vanessas and 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 jennifers and all, all you all you could think of like they, they, were, they were all there yeah maria maria's for sure tons of them there was like three of them in every class
0: <laughs> what a world <laughs> we live in that's a thing huh the passport bros the to get like like eastern block women and stuff like that yeah i think they say the eastern block and then
2: south america are the two these what guys don't even about? know
0: they don't even know what they what they're getting themselves into like a a, a tough conservative Latina man, she's gonna run circles. Yeah, around you can't your handle head. her. <laughs> you Can't handle her. There huh? was a.
1: I don't know if you guys saw. it. There was a video of like some like sorority girls dancing at a gas station today, and it was like, uh, uh, what was it? Something about to the effect of like, these. Why do men not want Western women? And they were they were just girls like dancing and having fun. Like I saw nothing wrong with it. It's like, dude, these guys have never like. I don't think they like women. I quote. Yeah. I, I quoted it saying. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. I quoted it. I said. Go
0: get drunk and have a good time. Shut up. You know, the young, whatever, young girls in uh, college. But then I deleted it because I'm just, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. okay. So you saw it's it. Not okay. worth, it's not worth fighting. It's not worth it, it. Here they come. Yo, bro, <laughs> you don't tell me. No, yeah. no. They're all holding a Stanley. Who cares, man? They're just yeah. young girls.
1: They don't know. You don't, like, ma- you don't like girls. You don't yeah, like girls.
0: You, you know, the way I see it, be a man pick up one of them and turn her into a woman and shut the hell up.
1: Yeah. I, as a, as a, as a Christian man with a 97.8% record of straightness, I saw nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw nothing wrong with it either. <laughs> but that was like, that was like, yo, like, like these dudes are like, oh, I can't find a girl or whatever. It's like, yeah. Cause you're freaking boring, man. Like you, that. You literally just have to ask one of those girls to dance. And then, and then, see what happens like these these dudes have like these crazy standards for i I don't i don't know what but i i think it comes down to they just want a dude they can play video games with smoke weed with
0: (laughs) it's the info too much porn the info uh, porn the information porn it's it's like i talk about not drinking working out and all that but hold on i'm 45 i got three kids i wouldn't be telling 18-year-old, 19-year-old Peter to do this. I would tell Peter to take it easy. But I wouldn't tell Peter not to drink at all. No, I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. I mean there's a fine
1: line here. I I used to drink before I had kids. Yeah, I mean so so that I like uh, I mean obviously, you know, I'm not saying like go out and drink, but I'm just saying like I I I did, but it was once I had kids, it was like okay, I'm I'm going to I'm going to put that down for for my own reasons. Yeah these guys are just they're sticking to this right like
0: oh i don't drink or i sleep nine hours i do bro you gotta have some fun too man you're, mm-hmm. you're 19 years old dude you're suffering from well, i was gonna say it in greek in greek it's called agamia that's um you're asexual you haven't had sex <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i think uh like uh, these guys want to find like these guys want to build a family and stuff like that but guess what like Harrison, when's the last time you got nine hours of sleep? Oh man, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. What's the last time you got? I, I mean, your kids are a little older, so maybe they, you know, they'll sleep through the night at least. But what's the last time you got like eight, nine hours of sleep? I got. I think I got eight hours and twenty-two minutes.
0: <laughs> twenty-two seconds. I remember because I woke up and i I looked at my the whoop and I was like, "Holy shit <laughs> I was a running a record wife, I was like, "Look, look, we were definitely on vacation somewhere, and mm. we let the kids sleep in, and they all they were tired, a yeah, rough day before, and yeah, we hit like the eight plus hour mark,
2: yeah, that's amazing
0: yeah
1: i." It's been 10 plus years since I've got like a, like I, I've been in bed for eight hours, but doesn't mean I've been asleep for eight hours. No. There's multiple like kid wakes up kind well, of you thing. Guys,
2: and you guys have the kid, the babies with mm-hmm. you in the bed. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, you know, she'll wake up whatever and I'll, I'll put her on my chest or she'll go to my wife and wake up or, you know, sick kid comes in, somebody had a nightmare. All right. Like, you know, all right. So, you know, it, it, the this idea that you, you're, you're so optimized, it's like having a family is not optimal. Like to this very, you know, we'll, we'll say, what is that, that American, what is that American psycho type existence yeah, where the it's Christian like veil. Rest- very structured? It's like, this doesn't, it's messy, man. Family life is messy. And so if you can, you know, roll with it now, like, you know, yeah, life is messy. And that's, so there's beauty, there's beauty in the mess. My house is not perfectly spotless clean. It's, it's messy a lot of the times. Why? Because we, we live here. Yep. um so so to have this you know perfectly regimented perfect breakfast perfect everything optimal it's like you, you're missing out on life man like you got nine hours of sleep yeah but you know what? you missed out on the opportunity to go have some fun with your friends like actual fun like like also if that's it's what okay, you need okay to have fun man
2: if that's what you need to get work to get to get your stuff done then you're in trouble dude mm-hmm. because like because you're setting you're setting up way too many. Uh, parameters for yourself mm-hmm. boxes to have to check to have this ideal. You got to get to a point where you, you can work in that's why, you know, I'm going deaf. It's not that bad because there could be craziness going around me. I can still crank out what I need to crank out because I don't need everything to be a hundred percent optimized, a hundred percent perfect. And I was by myself for two nights this past week because my, uh, our kids went to stay with their grandparents. My wife had a work uh, conference that she had to go to. And I was like, by, I was completely by myself. And, uh, I, I, I woke up, I didn't quite get nine hours because mm-hmm. I, because now I'm just used to waking up. Right. Because right. our four-year-old started doing this thing where he, he can get out of his room now. We mm. used, used to trap him in there with like a child handle on the yeah. lock, But now he learned how to get past that. They're and smart. So he, yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like, damn, dude, why? I'm like, why did we that, teach him that? And, and he's too old now to I don't think we can like change it and, and lock him in there again because he's old enough to like remember stuff now. Because he can be like, He's gonna have this trauma from his parents locking him in his room. Like, really, really it's just so you don't walk out and fall down the stairs. But, but he now every morning he comes, he'll wake up at like four or three thirty. Yeah, dude, he's wired, and he'll walk and he'll just walk in our bedroom. And so every night for the past two weeks, he's just busted in our bedroom Mm -hmm. at four in the morning. And then, and then it's four o'clock. You are not going back to sleep after that, or I am not.
1: Well, so you, just you, I mean, you can, but you're gonna be asleep to like eight now, because yeah, and then you, everything else is thrown yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, I've done, yeah. I haven't done that a, a few times, but
0: and that doesn't end. I've been trying to have sex for the last two days. But he's <laughs> <everybody's laughs> always trying to wa- walk into the room, man. The
1: yeah. mom, so it's just funny. It's like a running joke in our house too. It's like you try to have sex. So it's like, well, we did, and then like you, you have these all these cock blockers now. So <laughs> I don't know. You, know, <laughs> you know, like dude, t- the world's
2: the world's uh, cutest cock blockers. Yeah, sure, that's for sure. Yeah. Man,
1: it's like, damn it! Like the 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 fruit the fruit of our of our labors is also preventing us from from doing the thing that I love to do. Yeah,
2: there's it's probably like, something Darwinian about that. They don't want the competition of more kids, so they so they're programmed to block it.
0: But it's very funny was, to think about. I gotta tell yeah, you, though, it might being, be. being affectionate <clears throat> with your wife in front of the kids. Man, the smiles. Mm -hmm. on their face joel knows man the smiles and that joy in their faces the the girl my daughter just gives me this look like oh my god it's disgusting but they Mm -hmm. have this look like wow look at them and then the boys get this i can't explain but they have like this look like this majestic like magic like wow Mm
1: -hmm. those are my parents
0: yeah it's amazing
1: so that's important man so I remember my father doing
0: it to my wife. I remember my father, like, joking around, grabbing my mother. Did I say my wife before? Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It, happens.
1: it happens. It's okay. We know what you meant. Um, yeah.
0: You, you know, what's kind of funny. I always confuse my mother and wife. If I, if I want to call my wife, sometimes
1: I call my mother. Very weird. Well, because when you talk to the kids, you call her mom. Your yes. mom said. So yes. that's, yes. that's yes. what I think it is. Because, like, yeah, it's like, no, and there's I not have... this weird thing. But it is like you call your, you know, you talk your kids, hey, your mom said go. What did yeah. your mom say? Yeah, And I have my mother on their under mom, so mom, mom. Mm. Yeah, yeah, But
0: anyway, yeah, I remember my father always grabbing my mother and finding it amazing. And look at me. I'm doing it mm-hmm. to my wife. Kids do what they see. Yeah, yep,
2: that's what they learn.
1: Yeah, this yeah, is interesting, too, because when I talk to guys, it's like sometimes they're afraid of marriage because they, their parents weren't affectionate. And so they don't want this kind of like uh, lifeless or affectionate marriage because they didn't they didn't see that but i grew oh, up yeah. with we grew up with a lot of affection part of me might say it's cultural because you know I'm, I'm hispanic so like you know we hey pop up more kisses and like, like like i kiss all the kids in the morning i kiss my wife like I'm, I'm i'm very affectionate my dad was pretty affectionate um like my family members were always very affectionate um so yeah i, I think that it was just it was just it's just natural natural to to be that way
2: yeah, it's you got to act the way you did when y'all were when y'all were dating. We've talked mm-hmm. about this before, mm-hmm. but they, but then one of the things, like I I I'm I, I'm probably over the top with it a little bit, but I, I'm I mean I'm, when we were dating, I, I was my wife. I always admired her. Um, she might listen to this. Admired her her posterior. We'll put it that mm-hmm. way. And I was like, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's big, like, that's, that's awesome. Hell yeah. I like that. And so I'm always, would always like smack it, grab it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you just can't stop doing that stuff. Like mm-hmm. now well, I'll be doing it when we're 70, 80 years old. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And it's At this point, it's funny. And, and the kids, even the kids see, I don't care, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's, that's, that's, that's my wife. I'm going to smack her butt if I want to, mm-hmm. but to continue to treat her in the way that you treated her in those early days, because that's the dude that she likes. That's the mm-hmm. dude. Like she, she she's always going to have this romanticized ideal of her. As men, we, we we love the version of our wife that is in front of us because we love her, mm-hmm. and it, and it's like it's easier in that way. But women, women do too. But they're also going to always have this vision of us as the man that they met, and so it's up to us to live up to that vision and then some, and then more, and continue to build on who we were in those days, but also remind her of how much fun those days were, and so. Smack your wife's butt. Do it in front of the kids. Who cares? That's my yeah, opinion. You, you got to tell us, hey, girl.
1: hey, girl, you've been running track you've been running through my mind baby yeah uh. like dude that, that kind of I, get, say the, yeah. I say the dumbest stuff to my wife i get eye rolls and stuff like that but i smack it on like like yo i, I just shoot shots all the time i'm always yeah shooting. it has to be funny
2: and, and like man. that's that's another thing of just keeping the mood light like the mood is always going to trickle down from us too the mood in the house is always going to trickle down from us i, I don't and watch nba like,
1: but who 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 just jacks up shots all the time now is it still like i i don't watch steph, steph curry probably a, I, i'm i'm just shooting shots all the time yeah I'm just shooting, shoot, he shoot, shoot, be Kobe. Yeah, my man. R.I.P. Hey, like Kobe that's, Bean. I know.
0: <laughs> he was good. Poor guy.
2: Um, I want to talk about the music stuff because I went, I went and read this guy's comment, and this is good. I have a lot, I have a lot of opinions on this. So he's basically saying, what do you, how do you screen for music? Uh, Michael wrote it on under Pete's post, and. Uh, what music is acceptable nowadays? So much encourages the gang lifestyle, homicides, rape, drugs, all that stuff. um Do you listen to what your children are listening to? And so, so I'll start out. I'll start out by saying I, one of my guiding parent philosophies are is, and who knows if this is right because my kids are still young. I think it'll be. I think I'm right because I'm usually right. I've been wrong a couple times, rarely, but uh humblest podcast show hosts uh, ever assembled. But I think that. One of the things I do is you have to give a little bit in certain areas. You can't be this super strict, hard ass dad on everything. And and I kind of group it into like are the rules around rules around the house, or the there's this entertainment bucket, there's the food bucket, like uh like you gotta you gotta have there's the cursing bucket, like there's there's different places where you can choose to be strict as a dad. And for me, I choose to be really, really strict on media and entertainment i mean that's why i that's why i'm at with sherwood that's that's what attracted me to sherwood is because i know that for me as a young man the media and entertainment that i consumed really did a number on me and it made my early 20s a lot more difficult than i think they needed to be for a lot of the reasons that we can talk about so that's where i choose to be more strict than other things uh on the food like i'll let you know you want you want to go to taco bell all right let's go to freaking taco bell you want some gummy worms. Like I'm not going to be crazy strict about that. I'm not even, I don't even think I'm going to be crazy strict about language. Like if you want to, if you drop some cuss words, like it ain't going to be the end of the world for me, but I, I give on those areas so that you have more in the bank to be really strict on other things. And for me, that's media. But what I'll say is I also draw a distinction between music and all other types of media. So I I, I draw a big distinction between like TV shows and movies and internet use and music because I think music is such a different art form and has such a different use uh, than than some of these other art pieces, quote unquote, entertainment media art. That being said, so I'll play you know with my kids, I play the music that I like. I play what what I want to listen to. Now I'm not now I grew up listening to a lot of rap, a lot of really violent uh gangster rap. I I was that kid in the in the suburbs that loved yeah dude I was I mean cash money millionaires uh I was I was all about Wu Tang I was all about Eric B Rakim, Mob Deep Uh, Talent then then it went into fifty cent then it went part one part two uh Cameron was was a big one for me all (laughs) the diplomats um and, and and I look back on that and I'm just like dude that crap was so poisonous for me as a as a teenager listening to that because it normalized all of the stuff that, that Michael's talking about in his post. It, it made the, the drinking and drug lifestyle that I succumbed, succumbed to very heavily in my early twenties. It made that so normal. It made it so normal. It made the casual uh, it made tre- treating women as, as casual objects. It made that so normal. It, it made casual sex so normal. And, and it took me a really long time to realize that those things are not good. And those things, and, and if I ever want to be happy in life, I got to turn that light. I got to get rid of that and, and look at things really, really differently. So that's a long-winded way of saying I, I am strict with with movies and, and media, uh, really, really strict, and books and, and like the, the things they consume in that way. With music, I think music has a lot more to offer us uh, in terms of, I, I think it, I, I just don't think of it in the same bucket as like sitting down and watching YouTube. I just mm-hmm. don't. But but I am going to be really conscious of the, the messaging and the lyrical content of, of what they're listening to, just because firsthand, I'm aware of, if, if you listen to something, the, the easiest form of brainwashing is repetition. Mm-hmm. So you listen to something over and over and over and over and over again, all of a sudden you start to think that's real and that's normal. And some of the messages in the music that's out there these days is not something that I would ever want my kids to think is real and it's normal. And so that's something I am going to be really vigilant about in terms of like the genre or the whatever, like, I don't care about that. I mean, you know, there's, there's good and bad in every genre I was listening. I, I, now I'm on a big, uh, pop, pop punk, uh, early, like Weezer kick. I like oh, Weezer. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like, I yeah, like Weezer. I yeah. Guy. And, uh, and I was playing a song the other day with my older, older boy, and like one of the lyrics is about people dying in an airplane crash. And I didn't even realize that was one of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And he started crying. He was like, Dad, turn that off. Turn that off. I don't like that. And I was like, What's wrong? I don't I don't pay attention to lyrics. I don't listen. Yeah. yeah. I just listen to the, the way the song the way feels. Sounds, yeah. yeah. But but he he keyed in on it and I was like, Oh man, what did they say? And he said, Well, it was about people dying. I don't want to hear songs about people dying. And that that was a good reminder for me to not be so laissez faire about it. And, and know that even at this age, he's picking up on those things. And I do, and I, and I do plan on screening every single thing that they wind up listening to just because for me, it was such a battle getting out of that trap that the, that the media conglomerate set for young men.
0: It's funny. Kids, we don't pay attention to the lyrics. Kids pay attention to the lyrics. Kids and women. That's, kids and women. Is, is women, that, women love lyrics. I don't, I don't ever listen to anything. Cause my, I mean, kids, the- my kids are nine and they'll listen to my daughter. None of them really put on music and listen to it. My daughter will, sometimes she'll put on Greek music, like Greek pop music, or she'll put on, what's her name? The Kansas City Chiefs girl. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs>
1: some, some lady named Taylor. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, she'll put on Taylor Swift and dance to that. But I realize my boys just like what I put on in the car i get their vibe these guys like they like like uh, enrique iglesias type of stuff they oh like no their, way really oh, yeah 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 they like but that's what wow. i like they like rock and roll old school rock but um it's funny they'll key into lyrics and tell me why did he say that and i was like what did he say i don't know yeah I don't know. Yeah, yeah i'm listening so, to the to the beat and the
2: melody and yeah. the like, arrangement
0: not yeah. the lyrics but, but, they, but they do my wife's like, oh, you got to listen to the lyrics. I'm like, I'm not, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> <Listen to laughs> I'm just trying to catch the vibe.
1: Yeah. The vibe and-
0: but music, music is important. I just want to go back to something you said, Harrison. When you said about the food, my parents watched what I ate vehemently. And I do too with my kids. You should, you know why? My kids are at the point now, nine, where McDonald's, Kit Kats, and all that. They naturally think it's garbage. I don't it, it It just was natural. Me never eating it and me telling them why it's garbage. Look at the ingredients, this and that, that now it naturally to them, they'll just like throw it out or, Hey, you guys want to go to Taco Bell? I'll say driving by and they're like, yeah, that's disgusting. And it's mm. natural. So that, that might be a good thing. It helps them out in the future.
2: Yeah. But I, I, I think that's good. I don't want, I don't want to get misconstrued. I, I'm not, I'm not by any means advocating uh, feeding your kids that willingly, uh, for, for me it's more of it's it's I I'm gonna be you can only be strict about so much, and That's so it, if there's if there's you know once a once every couple months whatever couple times a year we're on a road trip like I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lose sleep over stopping and getting a cheeseburger
1: Some nuggets
2: now yeah. if they start begging for it all day then they're like, no nah, no, nah, we're not playing that mm-hmm. we're not we're not doing that we have good food we eat healthy we, we take care of our bodies but i'm not going to be i'm not going to be so because because you got to pick you got to pick your battles to an extent and and to me the 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 hill worth dying on is really internet tv and movies and and so like that i want to have as much i want to have as much uh potential for strictness as i can yeah and so nope. I feel like there's, I don't know, maybe, like I said, also, maybe I'm wrong, but no, no. that's the it, way I think it. about it. No, it,
0: it, it, It's the same. Like, I don't tell them anymore what you can and can't eat. If for some reason they fell upon an Oreo and they eat an Oreo, it's not the end of the world. I, I, I might turn around and be like, where'd you find the Oreo? And he's like, oh, my friend gave it to me. And I'll be like, oh, that's disgusting. I won't say, I won't say <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, eat yeah. it anymore. You'll find maybe one of them goes and throws it out in the garbage or the other one eats it and says, oh, I'm not going to have another one. Mm-hmm. But watching a tv show that sucks like you're saying that's banned in my house that's not happening right um you know so music for me as they get older is going to be the same way and here's why i was a big rock and roll guy growing up huge and that kind of my parents were immigrants from greece they barely understood the language they didn't know what the hell i was listening to Mm -hmm. i had pictures up of uh, the doors, Jim Morrison in my room. It's not, dude, I was a big party guy, man. I was drinking. I was experimenting with drugs. All you had to take a look was at the music I was listening to and the stuff I was reading and any normal parent, I'm not saying my parents weren't normal, but they weren't educated enough. Mm -hmm. They would have realized, oh, this guy's into some weird stuff. over (laughs) here. You know, this kid is like tripping on like mushrooms and smoking a lot of pot. It was obvious. (laughs) And that was fueled. That was fueled by the music i was like and that went from that that went to like going to raves and techno and i was like the music manipulates and brainwashes yeah i was i was driving around the other day and some song came on that i used to love i don't remember maybe from the doors or or hendrix i go to my wife because i don't even drink anymore right so i go to my wife what the hell did i used to love about it i mean yeah. it's great but now it's like I could barely, barely even listen to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, doesn't do it for me. It's not, it doesn't affect me. Because it's not... I bet you if I had a half a bottle of whiskey and it came on, I'd be a whole different person because it starts mm. manipulating my brain, right? So yeah, it's, it's the most powerful art They call art it wine
1: form. and spirits for, for a reason, right? Yeah, man.
2: It's, it's the most powerful art form. And the way to think about it is... So in just the way that it can... For good and bad. I think it, I can be, the power of music can be incredible in terms of how it can help you focus, how it can help you be more productive, how it can help you feel different just by virtue of listening to it. And so I try to be really conscious of that. And, and one way that I prove that when people are like, how do you, what do you mean it's the most powerful art form? And I'm like, well, all right, what's your favorite movie? Somebody will say uh, Jurassic Park, whatever, whatever your favorite movie is. How many times do you watch Jurassic Park a year? And then they invariably say, like, well, I might watch it once every few years. Mm-hmm. Your favorite movie ever. Watch mm-hmm. it once every few years. You got a favorite album, though? You play that thing a thousand times in a row. It sticks to you differently. The music is different. And and it's okay and it's good as long as you're aware of that. But people consume music completely differently. It sticks to you completely differently. It has a completely different effect on your reality and your behavior. Than passively consuming um, a show or a movie might, and that's why I want my kids to be aware of is that it's really, really powerful. It's different. It's a it's a category apart from all these other forms of art in the way that it cons- in the way people consume it, and in the way that pe- that it affects people, and that can be really good or really bad. So now, right. I mean, I, I listen to music all day while I'm working because it makes me focused. It makes me more productive, and it can change your mood almost immediately. It can change the way that it can, I mean, you can change the thoughts that come into your head. It's a really, really powerful thing. And so I never would want to limit my kids access to it, but just as powerful as it can be for good, it can be just as, just as bad. Or more, or maybe even worse, if you get the wrong kind of stuff going, because it can change the way that you think and the way that you act and the way that you feel so dramatically.
1: You know what's funny, Harrison is—is is my favorite rap album of all time is Outcast. At aliens, I never, oh, yeah, bro. I never stopped listening to it. So I think it came out like in 1998. I bought it on CD multiple times because my CD broke. I got, I burned it multiple yep. times, and now on Spotify, like I'll, I'll, I'll throw that on and I'll, just, I'll play it all the way through. Still. Still, it's a banger. Now, I remember my wife, when we were dating, um, because I listened to like East Coast rap. I listened to like rap, like actual, like, like, you know, Wu-Tang, Buster Rhymes, underground sub L.A. stuff. And my wife, I remember when we were dating, she was like, man, if I would have, if I, if I could just say off of the music that you listen to, I would say like you were like a heavy drinker, smoker, all that stuff. I n- I've never touched weed in my life. I've been I've never touched never touched the stuff like ever so like for me it was also like on the flip side is like the I had these heavy heavy influences like Mob Deep I loved I'll still listen to, I still listen to it okay so like but I think uh, a, a thing was like I always kind of I was always able to kind of separate that this is just this is just the music it didn't it didn't affect me but at the same time there were some songs that were like to me crossed the line so there was a big like being an L.A. guy, uh, Snoop was big in L.A. He still is, but back then he had just come out, and there was a song, "It Ain't No Fun If the Homies Can't Have It." It's basically like passing around a girl, and anytime at the party, like that song would come on, and the dudes would be like, "Yeah, yeah," and I'd be like, "No," like this is this is somehow crossing a line. Sometimes it just didn't, it never, it never sat right with me. And so, like, even though there was like all this womanizing talk, like, I, I, I never, I never it never, it never got me to that point, but I think it was because I had, I had a foundation of of faith and it was like, this, this is, this is, this is a place too far for me. So even though like I listened to the music, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I, I never like identified with it. Cause I, I remember one time being in college and uh, there was a guy, you know, there's, there's talented guys. And it was like, for them, for this guy, I remember it was like he was really talented, but he had this idea of like he was a thug. He was like, I'm a, I'm a thug. And it was like, oh, he, he listens to the music and he he identifies with the music. To me, it was like, I'm just kind of like, I think that's why I like New York rap, to be honest, is because it was like it was often another place. Whereas like in L.A., like the Cholos and the Gangbangers were there. So it was more it was more re- reality almost even though i grew up like in a in a you know pretty decent area you know middle class lower middle class area it wasn't like you know i had to worry about like getting shot up or anything but it was still like you could see guys who would like want to take on that thug life and and wear it and it was like oh this is too this is too close whereas like the new york stuff was like oh they're the stick of kids are over there on that side and it's kind of fun yeah it's, it's it's over there it's it's not actually here um so i like To kind of use the analogy, like we ate food at home, even though it wasn't like expensive food, but my mom cooked. So then when I would go eat out, like I could taste the difference just because it was like, oh, this isn't home cooked food. And I think the same thing with like my faith was what kind of I I fed on. So whenever I, I, I was exposed to like media that was like, oh, like I don't really believe that it was off in the distance. It wasn't something that I, that I internalized. So like for me, for my kids now, like I'll listen to some of the songs that I used to like, love like crazy songs like grave diggers it was like yo they're talking about some wild stuff here son like i'd be like dude i I can't i can't like i can't tolerate it anymore it's like oh i can't believe i listened to that yeah and then and then and then and then then now too it's also like my kids listened i i was the same way i I just like the way it sounded right like i like the way that they would like the beats would sound and the way they would sound when they would rap like the melody like the melody that whole thing and and now it's like oh like this isn't i don't really want this for for my kids because they actually they actually hear the words that they're saying and like i didn't i didn't hear the words but i think also too is like we're radio kids too right like the radio was big when i was a kid now we listen to spotify so it's like it's more curated to all right these are the songs that we like to listen to like right now they're listening to the wonka soundtrack like they watch the wonka movie they love that so it's like yeah sure talk about chocolate this guy right like so um Yeah, the 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 media, like I'm kind of I'm I'm big on it too, but it's also like the foundation has to be be there too because they're gonna encounter stuff. It's like, well, what is there to compare it to? If there's nothing to compare it to, then then I think you get seduced by it. Yeah. That's two good points. You had the armor.
2: You had the armor of being raised with with your faith, which Mm -hmm. helps a a ton. Yeah, I think so. And protecting against that. And then also I think what you're getting at is exposing them to like, you don't want that. You don't, you don't want them to never have the exposure to it and get it filtered through somebody else. Mm -hmm. You'd much rather it be filtered through you. Like there's, I I, I can't wait to watch movies with my kids Mm -hmm. when they're older. I can't wait to watch movies that I love, listen to music that I love. And I'm going to get into what they like and and to the point where they might not like it anymore because they're embarrassed because dad's obsessed with whatever stupid new (laughs) music they want to listen to. I think that, I think that's really important. And, and just at the same side of the, the different side of that same coin is we also have to be the ones that are talking about this stuff, mm-hmm. telling them like, look, here, here's why this is good. Here's why I think this is bad. And ultimately being the, the block, if, if something, if something isn't serving them and we know that, and it's not, it's not happening. It's not coming in my house.
1: I don't, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but my goal for my kids, you know, obviously is, you know, I want them to love God and all that, but I want them to be innocent but not naive so to keep keep their to keep their innocence but not be naive that hey there there is there's there are people who are not going to like you just just because you didn't do anything to them they just they're just going to have it out for you or you know like somebody is you know doesn't have their best intentions for you so like don't don't be naive that everybody is going to is going to be your friend like that's, that's not, that's not the real world, but that doesn't mean that you go out and mistreat people because there are people like that. I
0: just, I never listened to gangster rap. Huh?
1: You missed that's it from New York, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how,
2: man.
0: The rock and roll guy. I, I, oh, I was rock know. and roll too.
2: I, I w so my first was middle school. I was big Led Zeppelin, uh, Jimi Hendrix, cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and everything. Angers, man. Oh yeah, dude.
1: I grew up in El, like a Ellen John. I love you, Ellen John, bro.
0: My groups Can't hate on the man. My, my groups was like a great divide. It was either you were the rock and roll guy or you were the rap guy. So, we mm. kind of, um, so like the way the rap songs were and like the way they were degrading women and all that, I found it so bizarre. I couldn't, I couldn't get to it. It was funny because back then I thought I was so in tune with the manipulation. Like, here's an example, like going to a club, right? Or a rave. As I got older, I realized, and let's say you're with a group and people took, this is a children's show. people took like a, a, a substance to change a their substance. mindset. Yeah. I
1: yeah. started
0: realizing, I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm out of here. If you want to do it, let's all go hang out in the house. Because I didn't like the fact that the DJ was able to manipulate everybody mm-hmm. the way they wanted. Mm-hmm. I started, once you start realizing with like what Harris was talking, Harrison was talking about before, mm-hmm there's no looking back once you start realizing how manipulative and how music can affect you 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 see it and listen to it in a whole different way Mm -hmm. so i was i was like i'm not letting this dj take us all for a ride and then you have this imagery and like skulls and devils i'm like yeah this is all satanic bro and and they're able to do it so i started avoiding all that but I was so blind to the fact. I was like, oh, I'm not listening to gangster rap. That's all ridiculous. The brainwashing people. But I didn't realize at the same time, this rock and roll had affected me a whole different way. <laughs> right? And I was like... Sex,
1: drugs, and rock and roll, baby. Yeah, sex,
0: drugs, and rock and roll. I'm the right way. Nah, man. <laughs> you know, my mine was fueling my desires to party and, and drink and all that. So once you get rid of that, it's like... If you if they don't do the chemicals, the music is so much easier. So that's a big thing. And I don't think you, Joel, were a big you didn't you weren't a big drinker and all that.
1: I didn't drink until I was like almost almost twenty one. Yeah, so see I, that's I, why I, you had. a I waited. I yeah,
0: waited. See, I, see, I I at seventeen was obliterated listening to, um, you know, I would go to every rock concert in the nineties. Yeah. It was uh, the grunge dude. I went to every concert, every concert. I've seen everybody live. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And that i would... think a part of
1: me though i was an i was i was i'm a natural like skeptic like we talk about like like bitcoin for instance or like technology i'm a late adopter because i'm always like yo let me let me let me wait and see and so i'm not going to say that i'm peer pressure immune but like my friends were doing things and i was not along for the ride for the stuff that that they were doing and so they they it was almost like they respected that about me because it was like old oh, joel doesn't do that so we're gonna leave him alone. I never got called a bitch for not participating. It was just like, oh, that's just that's how Joel rolls. So like uh, all right, like cool. Like we know who he is. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: If you have the if you have the right friends, we had friends like that too. We had friends who didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna, I wanna
2: I wanna raise my kids to be like that. Yeah. Like I
0: was I was thirteen.
2: Mm-hmm. Thirteen when i started yeah. all that stuff and one of my wow. so-
0: one of my sons de- godfather was that guy he was the guy that hanged out with us that came to every party but only had a couple of beers never did any type of drugs while everybody else was doing everything nobody <laughs> nobody bothered him he was that guy he was and we loved him for it
1: and he you want to hear you want to hear a stupid story all right so one time i remember being a kid i was watching gi joe talking about media okay and then at the end of gi joe they would have a little lesson And so one of the lessons one time was like, if somebody steals something and you take what they get, then you're stealing too. And I was like, oh, huh. So guess what? I'm in junior high. Some of my friends steal something. They stole some wallet. And they're like, Joel, do you want this money? And I remembered that episode of GI Joe. This wasn't something I learned in church. This wasn't something I learned from my dad. But I said, no. And those guys like turned into like, you know, like guys that like people were kind of afraid of, but I could always talk to them like, yo, like I could not even like almost check them because they knew who I was because they remembered me from like in junior high that time that I said, no, but it was from a stupid cartoon, a GI Joe. Yeah. That tells you
2: how powerful that stuff can be, man. Yeah, it really does. And that's, that's why it's, it's my, it's my life's work, dude. It's going to be given getting good media because it can make such a beautiful world. Mm-hmm. it really can but it can also make an a waking nightmare a hellscape mm-hmm. on earth which i think is where we're at now but it but you know growing up i when i was 12 13 years old my parents didn't really they they kind of got it but not the same way that i understand it with my mm-hmm. kids i hope mm-hmm. but you know they unsupervised i would just sit down and watch mtv as a 12 year old yeah spring and, and break mtv yeah. spring break dude yeah <laughs> wet t-shirt contests and yeah. And they're talking about all this, all this stuff, and they're talking about getting wasted. And then mm-hmm. the songs are about getting wasted and doing mm-hmm. drugs and and having promiscuous sex. And it's just as a thirteen year old, that became so normal to me. And then you combine that with I, I really, I never. We moved when I was seven to a new town. I think that was kind of the one of the worst ages to move mm-hmm. because it, uh, it you're old enough to have friends in the original town but, but young enough to where you're still really, you don't really know who you are. Yeah. And, and so it, it, so I missed my friends and then I wasn't good at making new friends because I didn't yeah. know who I was and I wasn't mm-hmm. confident in myself. And, so, and I think if if we ever move with my kids, I either wanted to be younger than that or much older than that. Uh, but, but for me, that's what it was. And I, and, and so I spent a lot of time trying to, mask the insecurity that i felt from from that and not you know and what's not,
1: interesting is uh you were I, I had a similar experience and i felt the same way but then i p- started playing sports so i started playing helps. football and so yeah. that was like oh that now I, I have a way to make friends because like all these people that i grew up so I, that, that's interesting but yeah i think that makes a big big impression right you just want to fit in or or feel like you have a place and if you don't have it, then you'll, you'll, you'll find whatever is easiest to fit in, which I think tie- kind of ties into like a lot of what we see now, of these kids adopting these identities. It's like, well, why? Because like, well, they get acceptance there. They get accepted. Yeah. They yeah. get accepted a hundred, a hundred percent. Whereas like they get rejected by everybody else. It's like, well, if you think about it, like kids, kids just want to feel like they have a place. They come in from broken families. So there's no place there at home. And then they go find, you know, the place where they can get that acceptance. And, Unfortunately, it's, it's places that, that aren't good for them. I think
0: the, that's, Harrison, that's, that's where you should be. That's, that should be your life's work. I can, I can tell you, as you guys are talking right now, I'm thinking back. This music got me thinking back. And immigrant parents, my parents had no shot. They could barely, my mother still barely speaks any English. You know, they, they stood no shot. New York City, I was a wild one. They didn't know any better. I'm not blaming them at all. They just stood no shot. But its I'm thinking back from the music I I listened to, to the drugs I tried, to then the movies I saw. It was like this clear path of where I was going. Where if it was me right now and that was my son, I could catch that right away. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I could change it. I could change it. Not that I I think I turned out pretty good, but it would have saved me a big... A lot, of heartache. a lot of heartache of trying to change these habits that I created of drinking and partying and seeing the world in a whole different way. Um, I can catch them. So that's our job. That's what we're going to do.
1: Well, the beautiful mm-hmm. thing though, PD, is that your kids saw you as you were before, and they see you now. So they they see that daddy changed, and so you've you've done something for them that is like nothing is wasted. So I think there's a, there's a, in on the internet space there's this place where there's like no grace. It's like oh you messed up, so now that's who you are forever, which like the, no that's not that's not it's not true. But you've given a gift to your kids because they they saw daddy as he was, you know, alcohol fueled overweight not involved to now in shape you know not drinking tremendously involved like and they're gonna ask you like like daddy we we saw that like your kids are watching you they've been watching you but
0: they don't know they don't that's the beauty i actually achieved what i wanted they don't remember it
1: (laughs) okay never mind okay that works no 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 no, no, it it, it
0: matters it Uh matters what you're saying they don't subconsciously it's there but it's gone right Mm -hmm. because I started my change about four years ago. Mm. There were like four or five. And mm-hmm. I, I kept on saying, I think there was one night I was awake at 6 a.m. and my, one of my kids came downstairs. So I was like, Why am I sitting here drunk? I had a couple of friends over. These guys should have left hours ago, man. Why am I <laughs> here drinking mm-hmm. still? Why is my kid looking at me? And he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, dad, you, you just woke up. And I was like, Oh, my God, how embarrassing. Mm-hmm. The kid was like five, mm-hmm. right? He's like, Oh, you just woke up too? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back. My wife came downstairs. She took the kid. She's like, oh, don't bother your father because my mother, my my wife was always like that. Like, don't bother. You. Leave your husband, husband alone. And I think it was that moment. I was like, I'm not doing this no more. This is mm-hmm. over. This is. I'm not even having fun. This is ridiculous.
1: So I'm yeah, not even having fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I made it my mission to not drink in front of them, and that I stopped kind of drinking several years ago but i quit now like now i just don't even touch it anymore but now i ask him hey does dad drink alcohol and they'll say no i said did dad ever drink alcohol and they kind of think they're like no so they don't really remember anymore mm-hmm. and they won't really remember a life of me not working up because right? they're nine. So really? I've been working on for the last four years. So that's all they know now. And all they know school. is
1: daddy running sprints and beating them. Yeah. And
0: that's, and that's great because that's what I wanted to accomplish. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they're 18, I'm going to say, do you know I used to get trash then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be like, that's impossible, bro. You're lying. And I'm going to like, yeah, talk- I know. I'm, yeah, I'm joking. Talking- what are you talking about? <laughs> so it matters. They don't remember, but you have a point. You know, that's, that's what it was all about. So that they don't remember anymore. That's a good one, fellas. That's
2: that's a good topic. I'm glad I'm glad Michael posted that right yep. right right at go time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We'll appreciate appreciate the time, guys. We can uh, we wrap it up here, and we'll see everybody next week. Um, I'm Harrison. Like I said, at Save Your Sons on X, Save Your Sons on Instagram. Check out Exodus ninety. It's a very, very big friend of the show. A program that I highly recommend that I'm enjoying right now. Check out SherwoodKids.com if you want to protect your kids from the awful media. That's what we're building there: 3,500 books and movies and audio books that, that none of it is garbage. It's all good stuff that builds them up. And uh, and Joel, where can the people find you? What are you working on?
1: They can find me at the Joel Lopez. T H E E J O E L L O P E Z. Uh, we just got done with the Biblical Relations Retreat uh, a week or two ago, and uh, word on the street is we'll have another one coming up in September. So that's Ooh. that's kind of what we're working on. Also, beautiful stuff, man. I'm um.
0: You can find me only on X because I have some Instagram imposters now. I'm only oh, on X. Classic. <laughs> Real PDB one two three. And if you want to meet me and hang out, come to my uh, profile. You'll find uh, some posts. We're going to do a meetup in Miami, March eighth, ninth, and tenth. 8th, 9th, and 10th, Miami. And Ajak, oh. and Ajak, too, right? Yeah, Ajax's going to be there. Several other popular Twitter personalities. Maybe I'm going to get Harrison to come down for the day.
2: Boom. Yeah, we'll see. I got, <laughs> I got my race. I got my race the weekend before that. I'll be hobbling along, uh, and, but I'll, <laughs> but I'll marathon, already be... Right? Full marathon. Half marathon. Half marathon. It's, it's a, marathon. a half marathon. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, okay. I, I, you know, I've been training for a few months. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. F- fully optimized. It's not not a big deal.
1: Nine hours of sleep every day.
0: Oh, yeah. If, every you're, day. if you're a Jake Shields fan, he's going to be there with us. Uh, he's doing a meet meet Jake on that Sunday, March 10th. So, oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. Check out check out the notes. I'll talk about all that stuff in the notes. And
2: until next time, everybody, appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Peace.